This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Thanks for being with us this morning. Well, every year we cover the homeless count and the numbers get released and we find out or at least get a better idea of how many people in the Metro Vancouver area are living on the streets. Well, coming up, there is going to be the youth homeless count to get a better idea of how many young people are on the streets. It's the first time this is being done. And Lorraine Kopas joins us. She is the chair of the Community Advisory Board for the Metro Vancouver Community Entity under Canada's Homelessness Partnering Strategy. Lorraine, thanks so much for being with us this morning. Uh, hi, thank you. Uh, talk a little bit. How will I would imagine it'll work similar to the homeless count, but this one will specifically look at young people. That's true. So the federal government um, expressed an interest in getting a sense of homelessness across Canada. So all of the different regions within Canada are looking at this specific question because we had just done the 2017 count and had a good good sense of the general numbers, we felt that it was an opportunity to really focus on youth. And in that count, then, would youth be counted in that as well, but not broken out due to, or based on age? In, in 2017, we knew that there were about 386 homeless youth living on the streets or staying in the shelters. And what we want to do now is understand more completely about that. We also know that youth are often a hidden population, so we've added some other ways of, of trying to, to reach out and better understand where, where youth are at today. And when we talk about youth, we're talking about, is it age 13 to 24? Uh, yeah, the ceiling is 24, and we're particularly interested in youth under 19 because that's often the age at which youth will age out of care out of, from the Ministry of uh, children and families, and often when they age out of care, they simply end up on the streets. And and do you think it will be more difficult then to really get a true picture or to find all of the youth who are, are homeless? We found that the snapshot is, is problematic because we know that a lot of youth couch surf or they are among the hidden homeless. So the new methodology is working through the agencies that serve the youth more completely. We're working with the school districts. We're working with the Ministry for Children and Family Development to try to get a better sense of, of just how much of an undercount that may have been or a more complete sense of just where youth are ending up, where the, where the systems of support are breaking down and resulting in incomplete homelessness. And do you find, too, or I guess it might be difficult to know this since this is the first time this really targeted approach is being used, but is it more difficult to reach out to youth or are youth more embarrassed or reluctant to come forward and identify as homeless? It's interesting. I think it is more survival that they they often want to stay hidden because they're they're running from very challenging experiences in their own life. Often their own family circumstances have been very difficult, and so they're they're out on their own trying to survive. And you do that through staying with friends. You do that through the shelter system. So it's a more complicated network. Right. And you mentioned, too, that we're not talking about, because I think people tend to get that picture of somebody who is homeless, uh, of somebody who is literally on the street. But this can include or does include, like you said, somebody who's couch surfing or or doesn't have, is it if somebody doesn't have a permanent home? Yes, for sure. 
So often, you know, the youth are still in school trying to get by, but they've had certain breakdowns in other relationships. And so even the school counselors are often really helpful at helping us to understand where there are just incredibly vulnerable youth. And what we want to do is put together that complete picture from the absolute homelessness on the street right through to the more hidden piece of the picture. Uh, we've seen some change, haven't we, as far as youth aging out at 19 with more, more government supports? There is definitely a, a, an awareness that this is a problem, and so I think that this research will actually help us to better understand whether we're, we're making the gains that we need. When you're out talking in community, you realize that there are still gaps in that, that system of services for youth, that there may not be enough drop-in centers or enough wraparound services. And so while, while there's a, a growing awareness of how critical the problem is, we're still working on the solution side. And when we have the the homeless count, and I think the number for uh, 2017 was was just uh, was slightly more than 3,600 people found to be uh, homeless right across the region. Will you break it down with youth as well in in say First Nations or background to see if there are groups perhaps that are overrepresented? For sure. And in fact, um, a companion count that's going on right now is a more complete Indigenous count. That is being led by Luma. And so as we go deeper on these two questions, it is looking at the whole question of Aboriginal homelessness and the whole question of youth homelessness here in the region. And after, so, so how will you actually do this? As far as, like you said, you'll be focusing on places where youth are, uh, but surveys, reaching out to people, are, are you confident that, that there'll be enough of a reach that we will get a good idea of the number? We are working with um, BC Nonprofit Housing Association, which has done the count, the previous count, and also Matt Thompson, who has a strong knowledge of doing homeless counts. And so they've been working for quite a number of months with the community homelessness planning tables to, to get the network in place to help to really answer this question. They've also been doing quite a bit of good work and outreach with all the youth serving organizations, which is a critical part of the puzzle. And then you just have to be really rigorous in your research methodology and systematic so that you can interpret the results. But I think they've been doing a great job. And then what happens next? Because I think that's one of the questions, too, is we get these numbers, we identify how many people are homeless. In this case, we'll get a better picture of how many young people are homeless. Then what, what is the follow-up with the goal I would think, getting people into, into housing and into homes. It, it's interesting. I think that homeless counts give you, in general, uh, a sense of how well your public policies are working and where more investment is needed. And we know that the need for affordable housing stretches across the region. That's not just for youth, but that's for the 3,600 individuals you identified. But I just pulled the numbers on uh, bachelor units here in the Metro Vancouver region, and an average bachelor unit is now over $1,000 a month. So you know that housing and affordable housing is a critical part of the solution. And then for youth, they might need different types of wraparound services or access to training and other opportunities. Often if you have a challenging um, life circumstance, it means that you're, you're not doing well in school. You just can't. You're on basic survival. And so all of those, those kinds of services and supports will be part of a solution around the youth homelessness piece. But for sure, you're right. Housing is, is that critical piece. 
Because we, we talk about this as well, and, and even opening up uh, education and having opportunities uh, for youth who age out of care to go to college or university. But uh, when you say that, it does, you do wonder, well, how, how would you even be able to do that if you're given that opportunity when you don't have basic shelter? And so I think that the current government has put a real emphasis on affordable housing, and that's absolutely critical. But then working through the agencies and service providers that really know and understand the youth, it's a great way to to give them access to those opportunities, to give them employment, to give them training, to to help build that self-esteem. And and as you work through these different solutions, you'll start to see that that the there is a more greater stability in their life and a, a real way to move forward. All right. Uh, when do you think uh, the count is happening? Is it April 4th to the 12th? When will we actually have the number? I think that they're looking in an, a couple months after that. So there's a lot of work to go through and verify and validate the data and put the picture together. But the goal is to, to get the information back out in the public domain as soon as possible so that we can keep the policies moving forward. All right, Lorraine, we'll have to leave it there. I'm sure we will follow up but once we have that number. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. All right, that is Lorraine Kopas, Chair of the Community Advisory Board for the Metro Vancouver Community Entity under Canada's Homelessness Partnering Strategy. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.